What is going on guys and welcome to episode 8 of Listen Whilst You Step and today we have another very special guest on. We have Amanda from The Adjustment Co. I went to see Amanda about uh, six weeks ago now, about six weeks. Um, I had a few kind of lower back niggles, a few niggles in the neck and it was just kind of my new year's resolution this year was to kind of be a bit more proactive rather than reactive with kind of just my body and look after myself a bit more. I was willing to go out and spend a hundred pounds on a night out and not even think about it, but to spend some money and look after my body when technically it really is my business and my body is my marketing. Um, I wasn't willing to spend the money. So that was my new year's resolution to go and look after myself better. So I went and saw Amanda and uh, she's helped me in wonders and it's been super interesting to hear her take on how, chiropractic can help people in terms of their performance and just everyday life and everything like that so i thought it'd be really good to get on and um just kind of talk about this she's also just set up a new business which i'm sure we'll touch on again um but welcome on amanda do you just want to give everyone a little bit of an intro kind of who you are how you got to where you are and what you do hi everybody (laughs) and thank you so much for asking me to come on today um it has been an absolute pleasure um, adjusting you and helping you with your goals and anyone that comes in. Um, but yes, I've uh, opened up my own practice uh, during the lockdown, uh, <laughs> which has been pretty... Didn't make it easy for yourself. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it, do you know what? It's been the best decision ever. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've, I graduated in 2013. Um, so I've been working in practice for seven years. Um, I've actually worked in quite a few practices during my time, so which is quite good because I've had a range of experiences and different styles and philosophies and all of that. And now it's come to the place where I've uh, set my my own thing in, in the way that I want to do it and how I believe is best for for the patient. Um, but yeah, so I was kind of like you. I know you have the background in tennis. Um, I was a runner, mainly middle distance, so 800, 1500. Um, My whole sort of childhood was revolved around sport. Every weekend we'd go to um, meets and, um, you know, I was training during the week and all the rest of it. Constantly traveling everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, we were traveling everywhere. Um, And I knew that I wanted to do something um, in the future to do with sport. Uh, whether I was going to be an athlete or helping athletes, uh, yeah. I knew that's where I was going to be best uh, placed. <laughs> yeah. I, was so, exactly, it, I was exactly the same. Like, I literally couldn't imagine my life not having sport involved in it. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do, like literally. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I just, you know, everything, I think we've talked about it recently, what's happened in Merseyside and Liverpool Mm. Um, and this tier three lockdown and how they're trying to shut gyms and sort of almost stop people from exercising. And I just, I couldn't imagine not being able to, to do it because it's just, just from your physical, your mental health, all of it. It's just yeah. very passionate. I, I always say to the, the people around me, like if, if I don't exercise or I don't train or something, you do not want to know me. I'm the grumpiest <laughs> person in the world, honestly. Um, <laughs> how did you kind of end up getting into chiropractor obviously you wanted to kind of be involved in sport in some way what swayed you towards chiropractor um do you know what? it's a bit of a funny one um i so i didn't initially know that i wanted to be a chiropractor um i thought i wanted to get into media 
Um, so I wanted to be a sports presenter. That was my, you know, when you're doing your A-levels and um, picking your subjects, I went down the English route and um, media studies and all this sort of stuff. Um, but then when I actually started looking into job prospects and all of that, I thought, oh, it's a lot about who you know in, in that industry. Um, yeah, um, and I guess you can build up um, doing other things, but I, the sort of my idols were ex-athletes who then moved into media. Um, and I don't know, I think my parents have seen chiropractors my whole life. Um, I had sort of gone in dilly-dallied a, a bit myself as, as a patient. Um, and the chiropractor, whilst he was adjusting my dad, um, said to me, why don't, why don't you do this? Um, and I sort of thought, mm, okay, maybe. <laughs> so it wasn't a completely organic um, thing. It was something over time. Um, so I actually ended up doing three years of A-levels because um, I, I switched um, from media and English into PE and biology and exercise related things. So at the time I felt, um, I felt, I don't know, I felt a bit funny because I hadn't gone through the normal route like my friends. And I yeah. thought, oh my gosh, I'm like a year behind everybody because I've had to start again. Yeah, um, I, was, I was exactly the same. I touched on this in the first episode as well. So I did my first year of A-levels. A-levels just wasn't for me. It wasn't the right call. And I went to Highlands and did a BTEC there. So I was like a year behind. That was one of the reasons that I started like shape up between my first and second years because I was like, I can't be a year behind everyone. I can't do this. Blah blah blah. It's a it's a weird feeling, isn't it? Like you, I think Definitely. Like, like really like a year is absolutely nothing. Like especially as you get older, like it's. But at the time, it seems like such a big deal. You're like, I can't be behind. I can't be behind. No. I know, and I think I know, and I know this is really silly, um, but I'm a November baby. So not only was like I an older one of my year, but then I'm a year behind, and I just felt. You just think that, oh my gosh, is my life slipping away? But it's absolute <laughs> nonsense. Um, the actual chiropractor who I first worked for, um, so I was a receptionist for him for two years, and then I worked for him after I graduated. Um, he was in, so this is back home in, in Bournemouth. He um, started studying at the age of 40. So he was in finance and then quit his job um, and wow. started then. So it's never too late. <laughs> yeah, true. Very true. You see so many people changing careers and everything like that. I think people do something, I think they kind of fall in love with it, fall out of the love of it, and they find a new passion and things like that. A lot of people seem to do it, especially kind of moving back into sports. I think sport is such a big people's life when they're so young, but then they maybe just get into another job, end up going through the motions and just kind of lose connection with like that sport and the physical side of things. And they kind of want to refine it. And then they realize that it's such a big passion and they've been missing out on it. I think that's why a lot of people... How, how many people do you see it like go and work in finance, particularly in Jersey, then go and qualify as a PT when they're in their mid twenties and go, oh, I'm going to give this a shot now. Like so, so many. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, there's quite a few. I think that yeah. everyone sort of toys between fulfillment in life and, and you get that through helping people. If it's whether in chiropractic or PTing or nutrition or whatever. And then the other side of security and finances. <laughs> yeah. and, um, you sort of, I think a lot of people sort of toy with that. Security. Yeah, it's that balance. It's interesting. I'm actually going to get my, my business coach on, Adam, for an episode. I want to talk, speak to him about like what is success. And he always gives a, a triangle. And he said, you've got kind of fulfillment, you've got impact, and then you've got financials as well. Because obviously, we need to pay bills and everything like that. You've got impact. You want to like help people. And you've got fulfillment. You want to feel fulfilled as well. And like it, it's kind of the, if you can get all three sides of that, 
Um, I think I'd like to think we've both done pretty damn well in, in that area, especially being self-employed as well. It's super cool. So yeah, I think we're, we're well on the way, which is cool. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a balance. Yeah, for sure. Um, but let's just touch on something like wh- what is chiropractic? Like what is it involved in? Like what, what's your take on what it is? Oh, gosh. <laughs> in, 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 less, in less than three hours. <laughs> um, God, a chiropractic, and I think um, it can mean so much t- depending on where your head's at and um, what it is that you're sort of experiencing at the time. But for me, um, chiropractic is just, um, oh, it's, Amazing. <laughs> yeah. is it, I, I got asked a similar question like uh, when I went on a podcast with Ryan and Ellie Hodson. They were like, oh, what is this? I'm like, when you're so passionate about something, you almost can't get your words out about it. Um, yeah. But try, 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 what, what do you do? What do I do? So mainly, I think for people that come first come and meet me and, and come in for their initial consultation, they usually have a problem. Um, so whether it's headaches, back pain, neck pain, tightness in their shoulders, um, just feeling stiff like a tin man, um, just something feeling off like brain fog. There's usually something going on where mm-hmm. they, they know innately and inside themselves that they're not what they should be. Um, and I think we all have that in us. We, whether we're um, sporty or if we're into biology and, and health, we, I think we all know if something's right or not. So a lot of the time people come in with a symptom, a problem. Um, so in that mind, I'm, I'm there to help them and um, get rid of their symptoms, whether it be pain, the headaches, the sleepless nights, um, the brain fog. So chiropractic is so amazing because it's not completely, um, you know, we're not just low back pain. It, it yeah. can, crossover to so many things and even even now when i have patients that come in they, they might come in with um like shoulder pain or something and then after a few sessions they say oh i don't actually experience my um urinary infections anymore i used to get it every month or um, my periods that used to be all over the place have now coming every month and um just things that you um like say people with slightly bad eyesight they say colors are brighter um, or my hearing's improved, uh, my tinnitus is reduced, uh, my balance is better, but it's not usually not usually what they've come in for. It's usually um, something knock, else. It's like a knock-on effect from just. It's a knock-on effect, like and from people like you, you know, um, really sporty people may come in with I don't know, like a shoulder problem or something, um, and we work on that, and and then they said, you know what, I've actually got a PB. I've um, managed to lift more or do more reps, and all my recovery's reduced, and mm. my performance has just gone through the window. So, so on the other side, you've got people after performance and, and PBs, and just being able to get back to their sport or even prevention. So, um, so yeah, so, <laughs> so that's yeah, it's <laughs> it, it, it's everything. That's I think that's I think the amazing thing about it is there is. Just, you come in, you see people with a problem, but you offer solutions and miraculous things happen with that. But then also you're very, I think you're very, very good, even though we've only done kind of six weeks together, showing people the kind of path out of it as well. It's not just come, let's have a session, bang, all right, I feel great. It's like, hey, you're going to feel great now. You do set, you really do set people up for success. 
like you show them the pathway of what your their recovery and their maintenance is going to look like because i personally i haven't been to any other chiropractors but i've heard stories of people they go and they have one adjustment and that's it you don't see them again yeah. From my point of view, even if I try and relate that back to training clients in terms of fat loss, like if you do one week of dieting, you're not going to get shredded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly the same thing. Um, so what, what kind of people do you work with? What is the majority of your client, kind of clientele or is it just such a range of people? Well, you know, it's so diverse and, and it kind of really comes in. And I think this is what we've spoken about before as well with you, with your clients that come and see you. I get such a mix of ages, male female um the different symptoms um i think if if you were to look at my website and my instagram and, and facebook um my technique and style is definitely sort of tailored more towards somebody who's after a robust treatment that's quite dynamic quite strong um so generally speaking i'd say that that suits a younger person or maybe mentally young because um, they can sort of take it. <laughs> um, but I mean, I've got a 94-year-old who's come and see me. Beast. <laughs> managed to book online. Um, and That's and impressive she, in itself. <laughs> I know, yeah. So, but this, this lady is, um, even though she's 94, she's just so mentally young. Um, so that's the sort of person that really does well with my technique and style. Um, but I think if I was to really look at the analytics of um, like my database, not, I have, I'm not sure actually how to do that. I think it's um, between 30 and 50 um, who perhaps um, works in a job, uh, desk-based job um, and started doing some triathlon or um, park run at the weekends or they've started training with you the, these sorts of things and they think oh actually i just want to make myself a bit better um mm. but yes yeah, so i get all extremes from very serious athletes to children coming in and and, and grannies <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and so, i like the diversity and I, yeah. I really enjoy that i think if you're doing the same thing all day and i know it's not about me um but it, it really makes it fun and, and challenging and constantly thinking about right what can this person do how can i help this or what else can i add into their um program Make, makes you better as well because you see you see a wider range of things and even though someone might have that issue you might go oh that person has something like that does that transfer across slightly it just makes you think really really well obviously it's nice to have such a range of clients but i know we've spoken about and you actually were a chiropractor on the women's pga tour yeah I'll just touch on that a little bit because i think i think it's really cool to i think that's a really cool thing and i know some of the people i spoke and who know you don't actually know about this but i think it's quite a cool thing to put out there a little bit so do you want to touch on that a little bit yeah how, so how was it? so it was a pga it was the let right. so the ladies european tour um and uh, yeah so um when i graduated i um was in touch with the sort of lead um therapist that was on tour and I tried my best to get on. <laughs> and it was a, gone. <laughs> he sort of gave me a list. Um, I went and did an observation on, I think it was the British Open. So it was in 2013. Um, so I wasn't hands-on at all. I was sort of was helping pass the cream and the towels and things like this. Um, and you sort of think, done a master's degree, I've graduated and he's still not taking me on. Um, so he gave me this list of sort of things to achieve and do and 
um, go and volunteer doing um, sports stuff at the local club and get this qualif added qualification and you know do all of this so I went away and I, I kept in touch with this guy and, and, and sort of got my head down and, and worked through the sheet and just by chance um, I can't remember which tournament it was but he said oh, I need some help and I was straight there I mean, I mean, <laughs> my tickets already booked <laughs> Yeah, and um, and then I and I managed to get on tour, and it's a bit like um, just anything with PTing and chiropractic in Jersey. Initially, I was on tour, and the way it works is the players would sign up to a session with you. And I think my first tournament, um, and it was a proper old school. It's a sheet of paper on the on the door, um, and people just write their names down. And um, I think. I'd have like two names down on the, <laughs> the first day. <laughs> and I just thought, oh my gosh, no one wants to come see me. Um, and then the word got out, you know, because each tournament, there's about 160 players that would um, be there. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, it's quite a few. So it's sort of four days. Um, after the second day, they'll do a cut. So you, they'll find the top 60 would go through and, you know, they're, then they're in for the prize money and all the rest of it. Um, the tournament would generally start on the Thursday and finish on the Sunday. So as a, um, so we, there was physios, chiros, osteos. We had arrived on the Wednesday, uh, on the Monday um, and the players would go out on the course, you know, get familiar with the course, wind direction, all these sorts of things. Um, and that's when any niggles or um, fine tuning, they'd be sort of getting sorted then. And I think pretty much after the second or third tournament, I would be, Ram fully booked because mm. all of the um, players would talk to each other and say, "Oh, actually, that girl's she's right." Yeah, and it was uh, it was it kind of meshed my initial dream of working um, in sports mm. um, and get to be with the players and where in the sort of where they used to put us would either be um, in the changing rooms or in a performance center. There's no cameras there. There's no media. And it was a real, really fun hub. So there'd usually be about three, four, five therapists in there, um, all with benches. Um, so the girls would come in and do their stretches and warm up in, in the area. And it was just a real um, social hub. And like I might be talking to a physio or um, an osteo and we'd all be sort of doing our bits on, on the players. And yeah, it was just great fun. Just being around like-minded people is so powerful, I think, honestly. We, I touched on it on one of the episodes before, but we talked talking about your inner circle and just being part of a team like that and just all those like-minded people, I think it's literally priceless. Like You just can't, can't beat it. And it's just such a cool thing to be part of, for sure. Um, obviously, you mentioned osteopaths then. I know I, I used to have this question, and I'm sure you get this question a lot. What is the difference between a chiropractor and an osteopath? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, on the tour, the, the lead therapist guy was an osteopath. Okay. Um, but if you were to sort of blind, if you were to be blindfolded and go and see him and go and see me, you would not know the difference between the two of us. You'd think that we were the same profession. Um, and it, I think a lot of the time it, it boils down to the personality of the therapist. Mm. Generally speaking, chiropractic, and this is me going sort of textbook on you, we use shorter levers when we um, do adjustments um, and we're sort of closer to the spine. 
we generally um, manipulate joints rather than mobilize. So uh, to simply put it, chiropractic sort of generally more robust um, yep. and a stronger release and um, osteopathy is a sort of more gentle, slow release. I think that both are fantastic and depending on your personality and, and the way that you like your body dealt with and also what's going on at the time they're both fantastic professions um but you sometimes get some chiropractors who are um very much passive yeah and, and sort of osteo you'd think that they're an osteopath or perhaps even a physio um and you may get osteopaths who are like chiropractors so it really depends on the individual and i, I guess it's like pting um you can go to one pt and do weight um bodybuilding you know traditional style stuff another person more into the hits and i, Every, I think ev you yeah, everyone's got their own style haven't they that's what it is yeah just... i think you do what you like and how you like to be treated so i i guess with you and your clients you you probably train them in a similar way to how you tra train your own body yeah for sure I, I, my biggest thing for my clients is i always say that i would never make them do anything that i wouldn't do or haven't done because I'm so passionate about my stuff and obviously you are as well. Like I just, I do me, if we're not a good fit, then that's absolutely fine. But I don't want to change my methods, what I'm passionate about to fit you. Because if I start changing what I believe in, I just feel like one, I'm either being a sellout or two, I'm probably not going to be as good as what you want. There's probably someone out there who's better at what you want. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's the compatibility, isn't it? And, um, I think that when you when you know what really works for you as an individual practitioner or therapist or PT, you know it to the nth degree. Um, so you don't really want to compromise on that, and um, and and that's how you you know what works and uh, you believe in it so strongly. So um, yeah, I de I definitely think there's a compatibility thing. I definitely think there's a personality thing. Um, yeah, sure. But in a short answer, chiropractor is <laughs> quite robust. Osteopath is mobilizing and more gentle. My eyes, if you're pretty pretty straight on like your methods, you're like, this is what I do, love it or hate it. If we love it, sure, we can work together. If you're not, I'm happy to recommend someone else. I think by doing that, you get a lot better buy-in from the person. Like I'm sure if you had someone walk in, to, walk in with you and they go, yeah, this isn't going to work, it's probably not. If I come, have someone come to me and go, I'm not going to lose any weight, you're probably not going to. If you can get buy-in and if you're true to what you believe in and kind of your methods and things like that, people will buy into that. And if people buy into it, they're much more likely to see the results. That's what I think anyway. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally you just, agree. You, just, you attract the right kind of clientele if you're just consistent with your message and things like that. Yeah. And I think um, upon meeting somebody and, and even after five minutes, you know whether um, you're going to be good or not. I've actually, I've only done it once in my career um, where a lady has arrived and we've started the initial consultation together. Um, and I really quickly knew that it wasn't going to work. And I just sort of said to this lady, I was like, I really hope you don't mind. I don't think that this is going to work and I don't want to waste your time and money yeah and not get any results so should we just knock it on the head um <laughs> so you know you don't have to, let's just forget about the session today and and um yeah, yeah it, so yeah. it's the best thing to do that's why i do i do a consultation but before anyone signs up basically say this is what you want this is what i do are we a good fit i'll tell you if not because 
if you're like, let's go to like a business point of view, it's, you might feel like it's going to take a bit of a hit to start with, but trust me, that person's then going to go like, I got turned away. Like what the hell? And they're going to talk and talk and talk and talk from that kind of point of view. But also like we just kind of said, it keeps that buy-in word of mouth. You want to get your clients awesome results, do a good job. If you've got someone who you don't think you're going to do a good job with, just refer out, just yeah. t- tell them, be honest. Like people respect honesty and just, I always say just being a good person goes a hell of a long way. <laughs> yeah. Also from an ethical point of view, when, when we graduated at chiropractic, we had to take an oath and say that everything that we do is for the best interests of the patient. Um, so, you know, very quickly, someone might think that they need a chiropractor. And once you sort of get into it, you think, oh, actually, this is, this is another issue. I've got another professional that will be able to help you with this. Um, it is your responsibility i think it's my responsibility to just be very transparent and say do you know what um i think that you need to go and see this person first maybe later on you can come see me but this is just gonna be a waste of your time and money (laughs) at the moment (laughs) yeah um so so yeah and actually i think that then that person might actually respect you and say actually they they do care about me and um Mm. want the best for me so Sure. On that, what, what kind of stuff do you find works well with, let's say someone comes in with lower back pain or shoulder pain. If someone comes to you, what do you find works well with your treatments to kind of help them get to somewhere quicker? Um, well, it's, you know, it's the usual um, general sort of stuff. You know, when you first came in, I just treated you as a normal client and I said, right, we'll go through this. And I like to split um, health into chemical, emotional, physical, and the central nervous system. I found this super interesting when you spoke about it. So I, I, I'd never really looked at it at like that perspective, but it is so true and it all makes sense. So I'll let you Yes. So if you've got low back pain and um, you're sitting at your desk all day with your feet wedged underneath your bum, um, and people do this or their legs crossed all me. day. That's, that's <laughs> I, I sit with my feet back underneath me. I'm terrible for it. And then your seat right back, um, your, your telephone on your neck, you know, with your neck sort of crooked to the side, um, two screens, um, you don't drink any water, loads of coffee, um, and you, you're not moving and getting out, up and about. So, I mean, there's a very quick way to sort of help yourself. It's right, let's get the, the backrest up there to give you a bit of lumbar support. Let's get your feet placed firmly on the ground, knees at a 90 degree angle. Let's get some water by your desk, you know, maybe put two liters and sort of give yourself a target each day to drink, to drink that, which will have an effect on your discs. Your discs is 70% water. Um, So if you're hydrated, you're going to help with your back. Also from an inflammatory point of view, you're going to help decrease the inflammation in your body. Um, maybe on, on your phone or on the, on the um, clock at work every hour, just say, right, I'm just going to do a loop around the office or if people are working at home, just a loop around the garden or flat and whatever. Mm. Um, just get some movement, get your lymphatics going, blood going. And just, like, even though that's not tar- like specifically targeting your back pain, we're not adjusting your bag or acupuncturing the massage or whatever, it's going to help because you're getting things moving. You're just changing your habits. And um, so, yeah, so, I mean, that's, these are really basic things that I'm telling you, obviously. Yeah, it's true though. It's not just one thing. It's the whole package. Like I take people on. It's like, right, we need to look at your training, your nutrition, your lifestyle. It's exactly the same thing. Just put in more technical, technical terms. It's, 
it's all the little one percenters that you can do that are just going to help you get and recover and get a better result so much quicker. Um, totally. I've I found that my my massages with Mark have massive, massively helped me. I know you you and Mark have worked together. I'm going to get Mark on for a future episode and things like that. Um, I think if like you can get a Cairo and a massage like fairly regularly. <laughs> I know I feel like a new man this year. Like I just I just don't have the niggles or anything like that. Like my training feels freaking awesome. Um, whereas before I'd pick up a niggle and it would just irritate me, irritate me, irritate me, irritate me until it got so bad. And then something would ping and I'm like, ah, here we go. Just be proactive rather than reactive. In my opinion, like, of course, if you've got issues, go and get them sorted, but then just don't think, oh, it's sorted. Let's stop. Like even I know like you've got your whole kind of system where people come in for twice a week, once a week, every, do you want to talk through that? Yeah. Well, so it really depends on what's going on with the individual um at the time and age is a massive thing um and i think i've developed um ways of looking at an individual that are really specific to me so depending on how the joint feels um whether you've got a really mobile joint or a strong joint or a stiff joint it, it really changes what i advise um and then also each and each individual person reacts in different ways and until you get your hands on somebody you don't quite know how um they're going to sort of what their path's going to be but you sort of give a, a guideline mm. um but yeah I, I think that generally if somebody is sort of a, a rule um if someone's never experienced chiropractic before and wants to give it a go between eight and 12 sessions you're gonna you should have considerable change um you should feel like a different person and and that's the results i expect in that um sort of length of sessions and generally speaking that would be spread out over two or three perhaps four months um and and for me that's where i really get the results is sort of at that eight mark I mean, if, if someone hasn't experienced any change after three, I'm slightly worried because <laughs> I expect people to start feeling it that quickly. Um, and yeah, I think because I combine, um, again, depending on the individual, I combine the acupuncture as well um, in there. So if there is a slight niggle in the shoulder or the back, then we'll pop them in. And that generally sort of gets rid of the um, acute symptom, which is not really what I'm focused on, but I understand that as a, client that's never experienced chiropractic you just want to get rid of your pain <laughs> you know that's first and foremost function and performance is kind of secondary um, and to be honest i get it i get why people have that um mentality it's just i, I just want to get my problem fixed <laughs> and then i can think about the other bits and whether or not people decide to do that i'm cool with it it's your body it's your life um, and to be honest, if we didn't have all those different personalities, either in crisis, like um, sort me out now or um, <laughs> coming out for the long term stuff, I think it makes it interesting. Mm. Um, Big time. I don't know if you get it. So when people say it's my birthday next month, I need to lose half a stone. <laughs> yeah, I need, to lose half, I need to lose half a stone in minus three days, please. I'm like, <laughs> hmm, okay, that's going to be an interesting one. I'll try my best, but... Um, yeah, it's super interesting. You do get a lot of different personalities. You get people who can't, I get a lot of people who come to me just like open-ended, like, look, I want this goal. You tell me how to do it. And I'm like, 
yes hallelujah i, I think if people can come into things open-minded and just put their trust into you you're the professional you know what you're doing then that's when you see the best results don't come and expecting a result in like one session like hopefully hopefully you will see, feel some benefits and everything like that but trust the process that's what i always say trust the process um, and put your trust in, in the professional who you are investing with essentially um the acupuncture is definitely an interesting one my first session we did acupuncture in the base of my skull i was like what is going on this woman sticking needles into the back of my head <laughs> i was also def- I'd, I'd never had it before until we did it and it's uh an interesting feeling not painful at all i didn't find it painful at all but it's definitely i got up feeling a bit yeah Yeah. so you had in your suboccipital so i mean that's a pretty intense place to have it um and it's not particularly painful there but there there are other say if if you've got any runners that come in you know with an achilles that's really taut and tender or plantar fascia (laughs) Oh, that, yeah, that, 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 does, that makes me cringe just thinking about it. I'm moving my feet around. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty painful. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, we'll stay away from that one then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, haven't, I haven't done any done any running in a while, so I think my Achilles will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check um, it out next time. <laughs> oh, God, I shouldn't have said that. Um, I've literally just got a couple of questions to kind of finish off, which I pop, popped off my Instagram story. One of the main ones um, is, is, is cracking your own back and your own neck a bad thing? Okay. I did a post on um, cracking, uh, cracking your neck uh, the other day. Um, so check that out on the Adjustment Co. Um, Instagram for anyone. Um, but yeah, you shouldn't really crack your neck um, because it's a really important area of your body. You've got loads of nerves coming out of there. And a lot of the time, when if you are trying to crack your own neck, you're probably cracking the wrong joints and not in in the right way with your thoracic so the mid back area um if you've got a bit of tension and a bit of a kyphotic posture so you know when you're a bit humped and rounded if you've done a gym session and you've got a foam roller to the side and you extend back over and you feel a couple of cracks it's not the end of the world um and sometimes it might be i actually depending on the individual so someone who's extremely stiff and perhaps in their 50s who've got a bit of degeneration i would actually suggest to do that to help them get into a sort of more upright posture but if you're 20 25 on a foam roller two three times a day and cracking your neck all the time that's not that's not a good place to be um but if you're in a yoga class and you you're doing a spinal twist and and you hear a little pop in the base and it and you're not pushing it again that's not the end of the world. It's okay. Um, I think some, so many people are so worried about cracks and things. Um, if it's really forced, it's probably not right. Um, yeah. I think if it's something that just happens kind of you move and you go, Oh, but if you're there, like, trying to crick your neck over or something like that is that's when the issues come. Um, yeah. so, lo- so like kind of lower back and things like that. I think a lot of people do get when they start doing some mobility work, they do just get some natural kind of little pops and things like that. Yeah. Cause you're not forcing it. It's going to be, going to be all good um, and panicking about it as well um is is a not a healthy thing because some people feel like a natural crack that's happened just you know just moving generally and then they get so uptight about it that their muscles uh, it, um, t- all tense up because they're like this about it and it actually then becomes a problem so try and be relaxed about it um if you hear a pop it's probably fine 
don't force it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and one last one. I just, it's not really a question, but I thought it'd be quite funny. It said, who's your favorite client and why is it Migs? <laughs> 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 I thought that it'd kill me if I didn't ask you it. So. <laughs> I, I don't have funny. any favourites. So. Oh, classic. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to kind of wrap us up, you just want to let everybody know where they can find you. Um, and yeah, honestly, thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. And guys, this will be up very, very soon. And uh, yeah, it'd be cool. So I just want to let them know where they can find you. Well, thank you for having me. Um, but yes, you can um, find me um, online. Uh, so it's a completely online practice on www.theadjustmentco.je um, and all sort of questions that you may have there's a frequently asked questions section about costs and timing and um, what you should wear and all of these sorts of things it's all on there um, and you know how I work and what I can help with it's all there um, but where I'm actually physically based is uh, at the parade so 31 parade in Calumet to yoga studios um, so it's the second floor in St. Helier in Jersey um, and it's above uh, Jersey business. It's a lovely space. Um, it's really calm and tranquil and just lush. Yeah. You, 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 walk, you walk in there and your whole mindset goes, ah, um, yeah. it's very chilled. It's cool. Um, but yeah, again, thank you very much for coming on and guys, make sure you go and give Amanda a follow. And if you do feel like you're experiencing any issues or you just want to be a bit more proactive rather than reactive about things, make sure you give her a message and go from there. See you in the next one.